Because here's the thing. Luxury clients don't view interior design as just a simple transaction. They see it as this collaborative journey towards realizing their dreams, their dream home. They're, they're dreaming up these beautiful spaces and truly the sky is the limit. So when we limit ourselves for what we have as preconceived notions about money or about style or about what they're going to say yes to and what they're going to say no to, we are limiting the outcome of the project. And also you're cutting short the dreams of these clients clients who are looking to us to fulfill them in their home. You are listening to The Designer Within, episode number 17. I'm John McLean, and welcome to The Designer Within podcast, the business-minded podcast created for creative entrepreneurs by a creative entrepreneur. That's me. I know firsthand the challenges, but also the victories that can come with our careers. And I'm here to sip and spill the tea with you. It's time to dive deep within yourself and redesign your own business and your life from the inside out. Together, we will uncover secrets and share valuable insights. So prepare for a transformative experience, my friends, because it's time to unleash the designer within. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Designer Within. Happy to have you here. Fall is in the air. Halloween is here. It is right around the corner. And we're all getting ready for that changing of the seasons that personally I love so well. Now, if you are at the end of the year and perhaps you're planning for next year, maybe one of your goals is to reach more luxury clients. And maybe your goal is to know how to work with those luxury clients. So I compiled a short and sweet episode for you today that is pertaining to just that. It is servicing those luxury clients and changing our mindset about what those luxury clients are actually looking for. It is not what you think. And in the world of design, luxury clients really represent a unique and almost coveted segment of our market. These luxury clients not only want beautiful, wonderful spaces, but an entire experience that caters to their tastes, their desires, and their lifestyles. And these are really high-end lifestyles, typically. Contrary to popular belief, however, money is not the sole driving force for these luxury clients when they are deciding which interior designer to work with. Instead, what they're wanting, in my experience, it's all about creating a meaningful connection and really a deep understanding of what their values are, what their aspirations are, and really, truly their expectations with their project. And for us to truly serve luxury clients effectively, we designers must create and cultivate a distinctive mindset about money and service. And of course, we always want to provide great service for our clients. That's always the case. But for these luxury clients, the expectations are different and our expectations and our deliverables also need to change. Because here's the thing, luxury clients don't view interior design as just a simple transaction. They see it as this collaborative journey towards realizing their dreams, their dream home. They're, they're dreaming up these beautiful spaces and truly the sky is the limit. So when we limit ourselves for what we have as preconceived notions about money or about style or about what they're going to say yes to and what they're going to say no to, we are limiting the outcome of the project. And also you're cutting short the dreams of these clients who are looking to us to fulfill them in their home. Our mindset has to be one of commitment 
to their vision, not just to their investment, not just to their dollars. Of course, money is the tool to get there, but the ultimate goal is to create spaces that reflect that client's personality and lifestyle. And again, this is true for every client, which is most everything I'm saying today is true for most clients, but it is amplified much more for this luxury client. Also, I wanted to mention luxury clients expect a level of personalization and sometimes exclusivity that transcends what we have typically understood that to mean. They're not motivated typically by discounts or cost savings. Some are, but most are not, but rather by the uniqueness and the quality of what we are presenting to them, of the designs, of the furniture, of the layout of their new kitchen. All these things is what is motivating to them. And as a designer, you should focus on tailoring your services to meet this unique requirement, which usually means some custom solutions and one-of-a-kind designs. And so these luxury clients are really where we can experiment with new things. We can push the boundaries. We can try out new products. We can try out new vendors. Or maybe there is a dream chandelier that you've always wanted to put into a home. Present that to this luxury client because that is your client. And again, it's not only because of the dollar attached to it. It is the quality behind it. And I want to speak to that as well. They also consider working with us as an investment, not an expense. Luxury clients see interior design as an investment that they are spending on themselves, on their family, on their home, and they're willing to allocate pretty substantial resources because they understand the long-term value. There's that word value that you've heard me say a million times, but they do. They understand that long-term value that a well-designed space can provide. So if you approach your work with the mindset of adding value, and that can be through increasing property value, that could be improved quality of life, or both really, and speak to that to your client. Talk about the ROI, return on investment, because most of the clients that we're working with at this level are going to understand the return on investment conversation. And you should also discuss the long-term benefits of what you are doing for them. Resale value is going to increase in their home. We once had a client, and I believe the home was 6.5 million when we were going in to renovate it and work on it. And around a million was the investment that the client spent on the house. They then had the house reappraised about a year later after the renovation. And the clients told us that they had increased their value by over $2 million. So if you think clients aren't looking at the return on their investment, if you think these luxury clients in particular aren't looking at that, you're completely wrong. So start speaking to your clients about this return on their investment and the true quality of what you're putting into their home. My next point is understanding the client's lifestyle. This really goes back to your consultation, to the questionnaire that you're asking to these clients. But to really effectively serve luxury clients, you must, you must delve deep into their world. You must understand their lifestyle, their hobbies, their interests. And these aspects of those things really do shape their design preferences. So you really need to dive deeper into these luxury clients and really understand what they're looking for. Is it that they want a special space to spend with their family? Perhaps there's some issues going on. Is it that they have really wanted a house in this neighborhood and now they have it, so they really are willing to go all out on making that special? Whatever they're looking for is what you need to provide. And remember, money is not a motivator in these situations. But what is the motivator is the opportunity to create a home that enhances their lives and their family's lives. And while money is not the primary motivator, for these luxury clients, they do expect top 
top-notch quality and unparalleled creativity. They do want us to bring our A-game. They want us to bring the best products. And they want us to tell about these products, why these products are great, why we chose this particular furniture piece. And we should really always strive to incorporate innovative and high, high, high quality materials as this really does align with what these clients are wanting. I remember a client who we were working on their home and we had decided to put a large, large sectional in their family room. This particular client had seen one at a really high-end store, a sofa that I know very well, you know very well, and retail is about $45,000, $44,000 on this sofa. Beautiful sofa, comfortable. We could actually have recreated that sofa for around fifteen dollars to $20,000 for this client with my custom manufacturers that we use. However, this client wanted that sofa. They had sat on that sofa. They knew this sofa would fit their family. They knew that there was no issues with the size of it, the way it looked. And even though we could recreate that sofa down to the legs, the client decided to purchase the 44000 some odd dollar sofa. And it just proves my point that the client trusted the brand, the client trusted the quality, and no matter what price point I presented to this client, they were not going to budge because they had their mindset on this sofa that they knew was high quality and that they knew that they loved. Even though the sofa that I was presenting was equal quality, it was not the brand name that they wanted. So it just goes to show you that money is not the motivating factor always for these luxury clients. You must also build trust and relationships with these clients. Luxury clients want to work with designers that they can trust implicitly. They want to trust us. They want to trust us with their money. They want to trust us with their home. They want to trust us with their privacy, which I'm going to talk about in a moment. But building a solid client slash designer relationship based on mutual respect and trust is essential. Money becomes secondary, honestly, when the trust is established because clients Clients understand that you are committed to their best interest. Stay with us. We'll be right back. What if you could finally create the interior design business of your dreams while consistently bringing in six figures and doing it all with no stress? I am thrilled to introduce you to my brand new program for new and aspiring designers, the Design Business Fast Track. I know you have the design talents, but you just need help with the business side of design. And that's where I come in. You see other people in our industry living their dream every single day, and you might be a little bit frustrated that that's not your reality just yet. Just like you, I was there too. I started from zero, literally zero, and I worked my way up to six figures and then eventually to a multi-seven-figure business. And now I want to share my entire proven process with you. I want to help you choose the type of projects you love, flip the switch on repeatable processes in your company, and make six figures over and over again. At the end of the day, I know all you really want is to be a successful and profitable design business owner that lets you be, well, a designer. And in the Design Business Fast Track, I cover everything from finding your dream clients, project management, to branding and marketing, and so much more. You are going to gain the knowledge and confidence that you need to conquer every aspect of the design business without making costs.
costly and time-sucking mistake. Are you ready to fast-track your design business? Visit designbusinessfasttrack.com and unleash your full creative and business potential. Let's make your design dreams a reality. Enroll today and let's do this together. I'll see you at designbusinessfasttrack.com. Doors are open today. Most luxury clients also have a keen eye for detail. They really, really do see everything. They did not get successful on accident. They got successful because they know what they're doing and they have a very, very good eye for things. Even though they're not interior designers, they have a very keen eye for those details and they appreciate designers who are meticulous in their work. Every aspect of our service from project planning to the final installation and the last fluff of the pillow should reflect a constant an unwavering commitment to precision and excellence. I also want to remind you to have processes in place to share with your clients. Let them know that you have processes. I have an 18-step process that I follow, and I share that with every client, but specifically with these luxury clients who are expecting us to be organized, and they like to know that we do have a process in place. So share that with your clients. And also, I would invite you to solve any problems before you even discuss them with your luxury clients. Be one step ahead of your clients, and they're going to appreciate the fact that yes, there might have been an issue, but you did resolve it. I've told the story before of where a vanity did not arrive in time for our client in powder room and they were having people over the family was going to be in town all at one time. So we didn't even let the client know. We got a temporary vanity, brought it in the home, put it in place. Of course, we told them. And the client was so understanding and so appreciative of the fact that we brought in this temporary bathroom vanity that they have a sink now in their powder room that they could use for people to wash their hands at the party. It just takes that one little effort to push that service level over the top. Let's talk about ongoing service. Your commitment doesn't end with that project completion. Luxury clients expect a level of after project service that really lets them know that their spaces are going to always be impeccable and always be updated. And they are willing to invest in these ongoing relationships. They're not looking for it to be free. They're just wanting that service. So they want to know that we are going to be there and that we are going to continue to meet their needs after the project has ended. This can turn into other projects around the house as well. So it's almost a sales technique, if you will. We once had a celebrity client that for a firm that I worked for before I started my own. And this particular client had a beautiful home. We had lots and lots of renovations, high-end furniture, gorgeous pieces, but the client would get kind of bored with things and we would change things out not the entire house, but sometimes in an entire room, we would definitely change things out every six to eight months. So this client was one of those clients that really expected that level of service, did not even question the financial aspect of it, but they wanted to know that we would always be there to serve them. And of course, we were. The next thing I wanted to touch on was the money mindset. And I've talked a little bit about money mindset with you all. And I know I've I talked about it a lot in my online coaching program, but the mindset around money can significantly impact how we as interior designers interact with our potential clients, believing that because we don't have a lot of money and that we can't afford our own services, that does not mean that our clients cannot afford our services. And this is just going to lead to this constant self-sabotaging cycle that you're going to bring on to yourself. And this perspective can create several issues that might cause you to lose 
potential clients. For instance, you might overlook these clients because of your preconceived notions about, oh, they can't afford this. They would never pay this much money. And you're going to push them aside before you even ask them. So you're losing business before you even have the chance to bring business in based on your preconceived false, might I say, false notions about money. Also, if you assume your clients won't pay a certain price for something, maybe you're going to limit what you show them and not present these higher end options which would, of course, restrict the client's choices and discourage them from working with you. I always like to, as well, present something out of the investment allowance category. So if it was something that I really, really love, or maybe I've always wanted to use in a project, and it's so fabulous, I will present that to the client, even though it pushes that upper limit of what they were wanting to spend for their investment. And what do you have to lose? They can say yes, and then you have a beautiful piece that you can photograph and it will become the showstopper of the space. And your client will love that they have something super unique. And really what this comes down to is focusing on value, not just the cost. And I know we've talked about that as well, the value of what we bring, but our value is not hinged on what we charge. So instead of fixating on the cost, emphasize on the value that you can provide. Show them your expertise. Show them your unique design approach. Show them your process. And of course, show them the benefits that they will gain by working with you. Demonstrating value can often justify a higher price point. Demonstrating what you are going to deliver, demonstrating that you are going to solve problems, not bring them problems, that you are going to give them a level of service that they have never seen before will justify a higher price point for your design fees. I also love to educate clients in general, but especially these luxury clients, they love to know again, what the pieces are made of, where it came from. They want to know all the details. They want to know all the ins and outs of it. And if you can really educate these clients about the cost involved and the cost is X because of the quality is Y, then they're going to get it. And I can guarantee you during that first presentation, when you're showing them all of your beautiful presentation images, your samples, your swatches, all of the things, they are going to see what you truly are bringing to them. And they are going to understand that the price point that you're charging is worth it. So once again, it all comes down to your deliverables, which is going to boost your mindset and boost your value to your clients. And by adopting a mindset that focuses on value, understanding your clients' needs, and really being confident in your abilities, you can avoid this trap that I've talked about of assuming that your client's financial capabilities are the same as your own. This approach not only helps you attract a diverse clientele, but it also allows you to showcase your talents to a much broader audience, leading to more fulfilling and lucrative opportunities in our line of work. You can work for companies that you've only dreamt of working before, fabrics that you've only dreamt of working before. High Point Market is here, and I can tell you one thing, I am definitely going to be going to vendors that I hope to work with, and perhaps these aren't vendors that we're working with now currently with our clients, but if these are high-end vendors, high-end products, high-end quality products, and I want to hear why these products are high-end, why they are made so well, so that I can then sell that to my clients. So, and you know, people will pay for what they value. People will pay a lot of money for things that are important to them or if there's an emotional attachment to those things. I just want to remind you to do not let your personal budget constraints <laughs> influence your approach to your design projects. Luxury clients often have much more financial flexibility. They're not us. They're not in the same boat we are. They are the people that we are serving and we are serving them by bringing them value to their projects and their priorities 
usually differ significantly from our own. And if you treat each project on its merits and according to the client's specific needs and, and what they're willing to spend, you're going to get to the bottom line anyway. So whether luxury or whether not luxury, if you listen to the client and base the project on what that client needs, you're going to win every single time, no matter how much money the client has in their pocket. And I want to remind you, always deliver beyond expectations. Aim to exceed expectations. Luxury clients expect a high level of service. So go that extra mile to deliver those exceptional results. This will lead to satisfied clients, but it will also bolster your reputation in this luxury industry, in this luxury design market. And they're going to start telling their friends how well you treated them, how much you took care of and how beautiful their home is. And lastly, communication, always maintain open and transparent communication with every client and especially your luxury clients. Keep them updated on the project process, discuss any challenges or changes that you need to make and involve them in the decision-making process. This approach always fosters trust and it ensures that client that their vision is really being realized. One more thing I wanted to mention was always respect your client's privacy and confidentiality, but many luxury clients value their privacy and confidentiality even more. And I ask you to respect these boundaries and ensure that all their client information and project details remain secure and confidential and let them know that they are remaining secure and confidential. And I also want to mention to you, if they do not want to have their home photographed, do not photograph their home, do not force the subject. It is not worth the fight. We had this with a client before and we ended up having some beautiful spaces that we really wanted to photograph, but the client wasn't comfortable with us photographing certain parts of their home. So we just said, okay, we agree with you. Whatever you want is what you get. This is your home and we respect your privacy. Even so far as having an NDA, you could have an NDA that you sign with some clients in this level. And if that's the case, feel free to have that in your back pocket and bring that out. Because if you have a non-disclosure agreement, it's just going to make that client feel more comfortable when working with you. So as I said, serving luxury clients in the world of interior design that we all work in goes well beyond the simple exchange of money for services. We have to understand what they're looking for and what their expectations are on a much deeper level. Money is just the means to an end rather than, as I said before, that driving force. And we do not, do not, do not need to put our money mindset on our clients' minds. We do not need to pretend that our clients are holding our checkbook because, again, just because we can't afford it or maybe we don't want to spend that much money on something does not mean that our client does not want to do that. So go out there, find those luxury clients, treat them well, treat all your clients well, but just ask yourself when you are looking for and working with luxury clients, are you in the right mindset to do so. And I promise you, you will have a successful project. And I wish you all the success in the world, my friend. And as always, I would also love to hear your thoughts on this episode or any episode. I know you are smart. You know your stuff. I want to hear from you. I want to hear if you have any suggestions, if you have any techniques that you use when working with luxury clients or things that have worked well for you. Send me a DM, shoot me an email. 
uh, mention it in the comments on Instagram or Facebook, but let us know what you are doing to be successful when working with luxury clients. We can always learn from one another and I love learning from you all. So thank you for sharing your ideas and your thoughts. I also wanted to ask you guys, if you don't mind, how about letting a friend or a colleague know about the podcast? If you are enjoying the podcast and are getting some great tips from it or learning some things from it, please spread the word. Please let your friends know about the podcast. It only helps us to spread the good word about interior design and the business practices that we all hope to do better at. Oh, and one more thing before I let you go. I mentioned last time on last episode, if you heard that, I'm working on something brand new, a brand new program that I know you will love. And I'm working on a very special beta launch of that program to a select few people. So if you want to come back and be a part of that beta launch and get into the program at a discounted price, I'm going to tell you all about the program on next week's episode. I'm so excited. I get goosebumps when I think about it because I know this is what you are going to need because you know why? You told me, (laughs) but I've listened to you all and I've put those into works But I am launching a beta program for the course very soon, and I want you to be the first to know about that. So listen to next week's episode, and I will give you all of the details. I will give you a hint. It is a six-week program from start to finish. So you're not going to be tied down for months and months, but you are going to get so much valuable information that I know you will put it right to work in your business. That's all you're getting right now. Don't ask me any more questions (laughs) and uh, come back next week. And I'm going to give you a full rundown on the new course that I'm offering because I'm really, really excited about it. And I would love for you all to be a part of it. So there you have it. Thanks so much. I'm John McLean, and I will see you next time on another episode of The Designer Within. Thanks for sticking with me to the end of the Designer Within podcast. It means the world to me. If you're ready to dive deeper into the topics that we've discussed here, be sure to check out my online courses and coaching program, The Designer Within Business. You'll join other like-minded creatives in various phases of their own businesses, whether just starting out or career veterans who are enjoying the freedoms and profits that can come from an organized and structured business. Now's the time to make the change for you and your company, and I I'll be right by your side the entire way. Learn more at johnmcclain.co. That's johnmcclain.co.